0: Hey everyone, this is three questions with Lady Rao. <laughs> Lady, awesome to have you on the podcast. And just really great. one of my favorite things about doing this podcast is, like, I always say this, and I, I feel bad is like the off-wax talk is actually. Um, just sitting and talking to people and getting to learn who they are. Cause I don't like just to kind of go into this cold. I want to, like, you know, get a feel for the guests. And you've done a lot of stuff with online learning, get a book out. Uh, it's like the Evolving Learner. Did I say that one right?
1: You nailed it. <laughs> I got nailed
0: that it. one right. I know there's more to the title, but like, you know, look up Laney Rowell, right? Evolving Learner. Exactly. And I know you've done a lot of education and, just inspiring to talk to you. I, I really love the opportunity. Cause it's the first time we've ever just got to sit down and chat and thinking about just all of the work that you've done in education at some point, I'm sure a teacher inspired you. So like, is there a teacher that, you know, sticks out in your mind that inspired you and what did they do that did that?
1: So first of all, thank you for having me. This is such an honor. And I really, it, I really did have so much fun talking with you. It was awesome. right
0: I, yeah, it was great. It, it
1: was really fun. Um, So it's really hard for me to pick one teacher. I will tell you that as a student, I was kind of the head down, um, quiet. Like I didn't really want a lot of attention in school. So, Mm -hmm. but I definitely had some teachers that I just could tell. They just loved teaching and learning and they loved kids. And that was when I knew like those were like teachers who really made an impact, not just with me, but with others. So I don't know if there was one that stuck out so much, but it's just like, kind of this amalgam of like those who just were in it for the right reasons, mm-hmm. love what they did and always put kids first. Those were the ones who made the biggest impact to me.
0: So when you say that, when you say you're like, you had, you know, your head down and you don't know, were shy. So like in that situation, cause I was the opposite, right? My head was <laughs> up all the time and probably, you know, to the detriment of other students. So, like in that situation, like I, it's weird because I, I always think of one, one student peer uh, that was very smart, uh, but there's n- he would not say anything in class. And he, was, he actually became someone, a, a good friend of mine. So, like w- when you are in that situation, I remember, like, and you and I talk, we're around the same age. I used to, like, sometimes kids, you know, in our generation used to get in trouble for not talking. Right? Like you get doc participation marks. So like what did any any teacher do that, you know, um, you know, helped you through that and, you know, recognized that about you and 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 made, you know, and, and appreciated it?
1: Well, I mean, I wouldn't say I was like so quiet to the point that I wasn't right. compliant. I was pretty much like if you called on me, I'd answer. Right. If you needed me to do something, I would do it. And so I mean, I think as a teacher, I almost kind of worry almost most about those kids because Mm -hmm. they're the ones that sometimes don't get seen because they're, they're compliant enough, even though they're not engaged truly. And so, um, I, again, those teachers who just really saw kids for kids and put kids first, like, I, I could, I could feel that I would probably give more to them than to others.
0: Okay, you just you just sparked something in me. You just sparked a story. And it's like, I feel bad you sparked it in me because it's going to make me look bad. But it was just something I'll never forget. When I was a teacher, I remember I had a, a, student, a student in my class. And she was very similar to what you're saying, right? You'd always ask her and, and stuff. And she, I remember her, she acted up one day. And I was very bothered by it, right? And I'm like, what are you doing, blah, blah, blah. And this good for her. She pulled me aside and said, Mr. Kroos, I don't do anything bad in this class. And the one time I do something, you get on my case. And then other kids do that. And you're so used to it, you say nothing. I was like, mm. you're right. That, <laughs> I am so sorry. And I, I, rem- I it changed. It's so, like uh, for students out there, you know, I'm sure students are not listening to this, but you know, I, I, it's so, I was so, like at the moment, I was like, oh my God, that's like pretty accurate what you just said. And thanks for calling me out. And I just think that's what one of the reasons we really encourage student voice is that helps us get better. And I don't know, like, I don't know if you have anything. I, I feel bad. Like now everyone's like, oh, George. But like, that's how you improve, right? You get that feedback.
1: Exactly. And I think, you know, I'm a psychology major. I didn't go into, into college thinking I was going to be a teacher. Sure, I went in as a psych major and actually um, ended up working at a school with students with special needs. And that was what Mm -hmm. brought me to education. But in psychology, we learn about, you know, I was taught you're supposed if you want to change behavior, you're supposed to recognize six positives for every one negative. Right. Because a lot of times we're reinforcing the bad behavior because it's getting a lot of attention. Right. 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 And so that's just something we have to be really careful of if there's something that we're trying to encourage kids to do to, to promote their own learning. I think we have to think about how are we reinforcing the good things they do, catching the even the smallest little thing that they do that's positive, that's really empowering them as a learner. Like we have to reinforce that as much as we can. And so kudos to that student. Like I know amazing. Like the insight and then the courage to actually say it to you and call you out on it. Yeah. Um by the way, I think we all have done that. So that's not, not anything against you. I think that's a bit of a human I nature it. thing. I, but, yeah.
0: I'm gonna play the a sad sound that's that's that sound for that one uh I like feel embarrassed to say but you know what's interesting is that um she played basketball and I've stayed connected with her and she has children now she congratulated me so we've actually kept really close but it was like it was just weird that one moment so I yeah I appreciate that so I'm a little bit Embarrassed. and I don't know. Thanks for ma- So that psychology uh, class, you know, you brought me, got me like talking therapy. So I don't know if you picked up some tricks there when you're doing that. Anyways, enough about my bad teaching. So second question administrator, right? So you work, uh, you work with schools all over. Uh, I, yep. I seen by the bio you've done, you know, work internationally, obviously in the United States, you told me you do a lot of work in, in California. So when you look at all the administrators that you've encountered, whether as a student or, and, um, you know, as an educator, who's like one person that really stuck out to you and why? Oh,
1: you gotta say so one fun. this
0: time. I'm not letting you, I'm not letting you yeah, say okay, everybody.
1: Okay. <laughs> so I will say, I will say that the principal. Um, when I was at the last school I was at, that principal was just a remarkable leader to me mm-hmm. because she was always very solution oriented, but she always kind of brought us in to help solve the problem. And I'll never forget one time I went to her and this was like, I was the only person on campus that was willing to try and troubleshoot the technology. That's kind of how I, you know, I was mm-hmm. the ed tech person. Right. And so I would help with, you know, okay, like, I can anything, help Anything it.
0: with electricity. <laughs>
1: electricity anything yeah, electricity lady, and so um so out of frustration one day I just went into her office and I'm like I I can't do this anymore I'm doing almost full two mm-hmm. full-time jobs right. I am a full-time teacher and I'm doing this and she goes all right what's your proposal mm-hmm. and I was like what do you mean and she's like you can't you don't come to me with a problem without at least having a thought about what you want to do to fix this. Like, I need your help with this. I don't have the answer. Right. And that sh- that was like a really important shift for me to have this leader say, I don't have all the answers. You have to help me with this. And she was really empowering me. And then I went back and I thought about it and I'm like, all right, well, here's what I need. This is what mm-hmm. I need. Some release time to do this. I'm not ready to leave the classroom. And I I need some time to do this. And so we came up with a plan and it worked really, really well.
0: So the best thing about, um, the best thing about that process is, and I think that's so important because we want our kids to be able to, you know, identify their problems, which you did, and then, you know, pose solutions. It doesn't mean that they're on their own. We work right. through that. But what that does is let's say you get a new principal or you work with someone else. The, that principle has instilled in you the ability to just solve some of your own problems. Do you know what I mean? And actually come with solutions so that, cause you know, I, I've heard of people having, you know, principles that wouldn't do that, wouldn't even like give you an option and you kind of got to figure it out on your own. So, Hey, what's the, can you, is it okay to name that person? Like.
1: Oh yeah, that was Monique, Mom, and so yeah.
0: What's, so. what's the name? Can you say shout out to that person? Cause then they get the special. Yeah. You so
1: she, she's gotten married since then, so I'm I'm still using the name I know her by. Um You
0: gotta say it. So shout out to say it.
1: Shout out to Monique von zebrock
0: <laughs> I know you have your own podcast. You gotta get one of these because it just <laughs>
1: I you're I'm really having soundboard envy right now.
0: <laughs> it's, it's, it's the best. Okay, so last question. You know, um your book Evolving Learner. Uh yep. And I know that it's made an impact and a lot of people are interested in, you talk a lot about, you know, learning. So when you look at your own career, obviously you're a learner, right? You've evolved in education. So when you look back at your career and you look back at your first year, there's gotta be something that you're embarrassed by. Thankfully I shared already something I was embarrassed by. It wasn't in my first year, unfortunately. So like we always learn, but like when you look back at your first year, what advice would you give yourself?
1: So, you know, I, again, I was a psych major and I had to jump through a lot of hoops to become a teacher. I was walking into the sixth grade classroom and I was a psych major and I had all this, um, you know, I was just imposter syndrome, like, oh my gosh, they're going to, these are like, they're going to know I'm not really supposed to be a teacher. And so I really tried to put on this, um, I have all the answers and you know, we talk a lot in the book about learning from kids. And I wish that that first year Lainey had been more willing to learn with and from kids rather than trying to convince them. I was worthy of being learned from mm-hmm.
0: that. And that's, that's, I would actually say, like, I often talk about things that I did wrong in my first year. One of the things that I know really made an impact was I would, I know this seems really ridiculous. I would play basketball with my students like literally every recess and it was just so good. It was like every, sorry, every recess for the three months, there's not snow in Canada, right? So like, (laughs) you right. So like when it was snow, I was like, I'm out. So, but that that to me, I think, you know, connecting and doing that because there's a lot of things that I didn't really understand uh, pedagogically with curriculum. And I think that, I know that sounds weird, playing basketball with those kids probably saved me and kept me in the game because they were almost, uh, they're almost okay with me screwing up. They're almost okay with me not knowing everything because I built that relationship with them and it's something I always think about. So that, um, I, I, I love that sometimes. So like, I want to share one good thing I've done. <laughs> Maybe that's why I brought it up.
1: You're very good about being vulnerable and sharing things, which we all make lots of mistakes. So uh, kudos to you for sharing them.
0: I know. All right. Hey, Lainey, Lainey Rao, right? Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, hey, and anyone listening, Lainey's got her own, uh, podcast with a mutual friend, Brianna Hodges, and uh, it's called Lemonade Learning and also has a book, The Evolving Learner. So check it out because it is awesome. Yeah. I have, just so I mean, you know i have a that. million sounds on this board but the air horn is my favorite I, it's maybe because the basketball thing but laney thanks for, so much for being on and everyone thanks for taking the time to listen have music have a wonderful day